What is going on, L.A.? Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll go till 9 o'clock tonight. Got a lot to got a lot to get into. Two hours. I don't know if I could get everything in in two hours. Um, Mike Bresahan, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet, coming up at 7.30. Trevor Lane, senior writer for Lakers Nation, will come on uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, and we got a lot to get into, so let's, uh, let's get started here. Uh, taking a look here. All right, so yesterday Lakers played the Orlando Magic. I, I want to go back to that game for a quick second. More, I just want to go back to some reaction on some specific topics I thought came from postgame. Uh, before we do that, Lakers got got some opportunity here to take advantage of their schedule. So coming into the coming into yesterday's game, I sat around chatting about and talking about the um, just specifically the the next five games for the Lakers. All right, this is what the Lakers have. They got Orlando, Washington, Sacramento, uh, Toronto, and Denver. And I pay attention to that specifically only because uh, what an opportunity for the Lakers to just. Can we solidify this number five spot? Can we just, you know, forget about this whole playing tournament, everything else? We know LeBron James probably going to be coming back sooner than later. Anthony Davis now, AD's not just back, but he's three games in, so he's only going to get more and more comfortable. Yesterday was a good example. So as the show progresses, I do want to kind of talk about how keen and important this little stretch is here for the Lakers because they certainly got a chance to to do some damage and take advantage of that schedule in front of them. Okay, so yesterday we got a chance for the Orlando Magic to watch. Okay, yeah, there's the AD part of this. Andre Drummond had a pretty nice game. Yes, I know the Lakers playing the Orlando Magic. That's not the most exciting game of the year. Yes, they're expected to win and really blow them out. And if it wasn't a blowout, um, you'd probably be more surprised than than, uh, than than was actually the case. And it wasn't a blowout. Orlando hung around. Lakers pulled away in the fourth quarter. But something stuck out to me that it's been a while since we've talked about Remember when the Lakers, we got into the offseason. We got Dennis Schroeder through a trade. And then Montrez Harrell signed with the Lakers and it was a kind of a big shock of surprise. Nobody expected Montrez Harrell was even in the works. We were throwing around all these other names that we thought might Serge Ibaka. Maybe he's going to come to the Lakers. We were throwing out names left and right. And Montrez Harrell ends up signing with the Lakers. There was so much chatter in the offseason about those two players. And then as the season progressed, you know, yeah, we talked about them, but of course the story is typically going to be about LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And then there's all these other storylines that go through the season. It's, all right, the Lakers, uh, we just got to get to the playoffs, and that's all that matters. And then AD goes down with an injury versus the Nuggets, and a lot of the conversation was, okay, how's LBJ going to carry the Lakers? Then LeBron goes down with an injury against the Atlanta Hawks, and now all of a sudden you're just looking at all these role players, and, you know, your your thought process is, all right, we just got to keep our head above water. Players are starting to come back. What stood out to me in yesterday's game, and this is not for just yesterday's game against the Magic 12 games before the playoffs start, but I think this is going to be key once we get into the postseason. Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell are such key pieces to this Lakers team and are going to be such key pieces if the Lakers are going to go back-to-back and win an NBA championship again. And there was uh, there was a lot of chatter in the offseason because people were excited to grab those two players Montrez, we know his history. Montrez was sixth player, sixth man of the year uh, last year with the Clippers. Dennis Schroeder was in the conversation for that. I think he was runner-up in the conversation for sixth man of the year with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So a lot of the chatter for the offseason was the Lakers got better. They got more talented, but it didn't mean that that talent was going to guarantee you a championship. Chemistry is obviously a big part of it. Having veterans on your team is obviously a big part of it, and that's what the Lakers lost. They lost some veterans. They lost guys who had been there, done it before, had won championships before, but you felt like the talent 
was better because you acquired those two players. So here we are now. I think Dennis Schroeder's been the most consistent role player for the Lakers all season long. And I'm not saying he plays perfect, and I'm not saying that he doesn't have games where he has turnovers and he makes mistakes and all that. No, no, I'm I'm not saying that at all. But I love what he's done, and I love what he's done this year, and I love what he's done specifically when LeBron and Anthony Davis went out. He plays, um, you know, he's trying to be more of that leader for this Lakers team, and sometimes that's the position. You're a point guard. Usually point guards are the leaders. That doesn't always happen, but he's obviously taken that role, and I think Dennis Schroeder has done a fantastic job. I want you guys to listen to Anthony Davis in the postgame yesterday talking about not what just Dennis Schroeder has done and what he's done without LeBron and Anthony Davis, but what Dennis Schroeder believes uh, or what uh, Anthony Davis believes Dennis Schroeder needs to do once those two players come back. Take a listen to this. Uh, we need him to be the same Dennis. Uh, he's making the right reads. He's making great plays. He's finishing, shooting the ball. Uh, we need him to do the same thing. Um, we don't want him to kind of fall back, uh, you know, when Bron comes back, even though Bron does have the ball a lot, but we still want him to, you know, push the pace and, and get in the paint, attacking, finding seams, finding guys for open shots, um, you know, making those right passes and those right plays. Uh, and that's what we're going to need from in order for us to win championship. It's kind of interesting. AD said, that's what we're going to need from him if we're going to win a championship. Anthony Davis is saying, this is the Dennis Schroeder that you guys have watched without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's the Dennis Schroeder we need when LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the floor if we're going to win a championship. Now, Listen, part of that, I'm sure Anthony Davis is doing what he does, which is hype up one of his teammates, make sure that uh, he's trying to get the point across how key Dennis Schroeder is to this team. But that that stood out to me because yesterday was both Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell that I thought carried the Lakers. Schroeder did it in the fourth quarter. Montrez did it in the third quarter and parts of that fourth quarter. And I'm going to finish off on Dennis Schroeder for a quick second. I'm going to get into Montrez Harrell and, and you know the the other side of this. But Dennis Schroeder, um, I, I don't want it to be understated how important Dennis Schroeder has been this season because, remember, there's a lot of chatter around the trade deadline. that, And then there was also chatter around Dennis Schroeder about not signing an extension. Unfortunately for Dennis Schroeder, there have been other things that kind of overshadowed what he's done for the Lakers without LeBron and Anthony Davis. But here's the beauty of where we are. He's here. He's not going anywhere, obviously, for the remainder of this season. Whatever happens in the offseason is the offseason. And frankly, I think both the Lakers and Dennis Schroeder are in a fantastic spot. What I'm referring to there is Dennis Schroeder's got a chance this upcoming postseason to obviously be a key, key piece to the Lakers, which I think he will be. And, uh, you know, I guess you could say kind of prove what his value and his worth is. And then for the Lakers, they're looking at Dennis Schroeder and, and saying, OK, we have not we haven't been together in a long playoff run um, Dennis Schroeder doesn't have a ton of playoff experience where we could say, remember what he did in the Western Conference Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals? So we're going to get that with Dennis Schroeder. Go to the other player. Let me go to uh, Montrez here for a quick second. Montrez has been in this kind of weird position over these last, um, let's say, 30 days or so. Montrez was fantastic in the month of March for the Lakers. Fantastic. And I've you know, always talked about... You give this dude 20-plus minutes a night, he's going to get you a double-up. He's going to get you 12 and 10 a night. He's going to Give him the minutes, and he's going to produce for you. April has been kind of a funky month, uh, month, and that could be a number of different things that come into play in this. 
One thing that it could be, it could be obviously just the simplicity of um, you just brought in Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is now on this Lakers team. There's kind of a lot of question marks about the center position and the center spot for the Lakers. When I say question marks, what I'm referring to is um, we saw Trez get big minutes yesterday. Trez didn't play in the game before that. So I think there is this kind of jockeying for the center position, but I think when the dust settles, Andre Drummond will be getting 25-plus minutes a night. Montrez Harrell will be getting 20 to 25 minutes a night. And then Marcus All, you know, unfortunately for him, I think he's going to be the odd man out. I don't think that's breaking news. I think that's just kind of the reality of the predicament and the situation for uh, for Marcus All. But I think he'll get opportunities at some point. Maybe it's in the regular season. Maybe it's in the postseason. He'll get those. Uh, he'll get those opportunities. When I when I see what Montrez brought to the Lakers last night, that energy, that grabbing rebounds, playing bully ball, dunking the ball on uh, on different defenders, and then shouting in the air, flexing. That's the Montrez Harrell that we had in March. I don't think that's the Montrez Harrell that we've had in April. If the Lakers are going to, you know, so much of this chatter in this conversation is, um, well, LeBron and AD just got to be healthy. True. No, no one's questioning that. If LeBron James and Anthony Davis are now at a hundred percent healthy, you know, obviously, uh, uh, the chances of going back to back is um, not only an incredible challenge, but. Uh, uh, probably unrealistic. But with that being said, I don't think just because all we've done is spend so much time talking about LeBron and AD, I don't think we should talk any less about the importance of Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell. I don't think that those two players, um, you know, they're obviously contributions to this Lakers team. It's not just going to be on LeBron and AD's back. Those two guys were brought in to do exactly what they did yesterday on a consistent basis. And... I do think if the Lakers are going to obviously go on this run and eventually go back-to-back or they're going to go up against the elite teams like the Utah Jazz and the Clippers and the Brooklyn Nets, those two guys got to be key. It's funny, I've said this before, earlier in the season, I would always say, like, I don't really need to highlight, when when I I highlight LeBron and Anthony Davis, it's usually for a quick second in the postgame show, it's like, yeah, they're expected to do this. And then when I bring up Montrez and Dennis Schroeder, I'm like, yeah, that's that's you know that's what they were brought in to do. And I spend most of my time actually highlighting, well, oh, do you see THT tonight? How about KCP with those four threes? Um, look at Kuzma grabbing nine rebounds. I find myself highlighting guys that are not expected to deliver every single night. Montrez and Dennis Schroeder, in my opinion, are expected to deliver every night. So um, I thought that was a big... Uh, I guess you could say a, it kind of a wake-up call for me to see both of those players again. Schroeder's been doing it pretty much the entire season. Montrez has been quiet in the month of April, at least not on a consistent basis the way he was. Uh, that's going to have to change if the Lakers, you know, obviously are going to make some real, real noise in the playoffs. So when I'm referring to real, real noise, I'm talking about winning an NBA championship. Nobody's talking about anything else. Um, all right, quick shout-out here. I uh, want to give a quick thank you to Valvoline Instant Oil Change, one of our uh, partners here on Lakers Talk 710. Um, okay, so here's the deal, Valvoline. Home of the 15-minute drive through oil change, visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and coupons today. If you go on the site, put in your zip code, all these different locations are going to pop up, and uh, you obviously get an opportunity. You can th- These coupons that are out there, you could print them, you could text them to yourself, you could email them to yourself. You don't have to get out of your car. Just go, just go get your oil change. That, that's all I'm trying to tell the people here, Steve. All I'm trying to say is uh, don't worry about the hassle and the headache of that car, the engine light being on, whatever. Valvoline instant oil change. Get out there; they'll get uh, they'll get the job done. Um, 
Okay, uh, final thing I'll say on Dennis Schroeder and uh, and Montrez Harrell, and you guys can weigh in on this, 877-710-ESPN. Do you agree with me on how critical their roles are to the Lakers? Do you agree with me that Montrez, what we saw from Montrez yesterday, and let the dust settle, We're, eventually Drummond is going to be the starter, and that's it, there's no more questions. Montrez will be the first center off the bench, he's going to play big-time minutes. Do you agree that those two pieces... We've been distracted with LeBron, Anthony Davis, Drummond coming in the buyout market. All that is obviously key, but Montrez and Dennis Schroeder are so key for this playoff run. If you want to comment on that, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, plus, when we, uh, when we come back, I-, I want to talk about Anthony Davis, how he's looked so far. Anthony Davis so far with the Los Angeles Lakers – uh, in his first three games, and then really what to expect the rest of the way, because I, I do think the a lot of these role players have done such a fantastic job kind of holding down the fort. We'll do that coming up next. Uh, stay right here, Lakers Talk 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Mario with these opens, man. Killing it back there. Uh, 7.30, Mike Bresnahan coming up. You know, I just spent some time talking about, uh, obviously, Montrez Harrell. We got that clip from yesterday, exactly what I'm referring to. What a key piece. I mean, what a key piece of the Lakers. I know it's so easy to forget. LeBron's been injured. Anthony Davis just returned. Andre Drummond you got in the buyout market. Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell, those were the two big pieces you got in the offseason. Those are the two pieces that were supposed to make you younger, make you more competitive, kind of change some of the dynamic for the Lakers. And here we are. Yesterday, a great example of those two players, that's just a sample size, what we're going to need through that playoff run. 877-710-ESPN if you guys want to be a part of Lakers talk. Um, okay, let me uh, let me do this here. Open up the Lakers talk screen here so I actually can read uh, who's calling in. Um, before, I, uh, before I go to the calls here, so I'm going to plug this one more time. 745, uh, Harris Resort SoCal, two nights stay, plus $200, um, $200 uh, resort uh, uh, resort credit that you can use. We're giving away a $745. let us just say he's got something to do with trivia, some purple and gold action in there. $745. So just keep that in your keep that in your mind there. Um, all right, let's uh, let's take a couple quick calls here. Let's go to uh, let's go to PJ in LA. PJ, what's going on? Hey, Alan, thank you for taking my call. You uh, got it, man. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, excellent. So I had a question to ask you, Alan. Mm-hmm. So what if, let's just say, uh, you know, LeBron James comes back and is healthy and AD is back, obviously, and they're healthy to go. The whole team is healthy. Do you think, do you think there's going to be enough time for them to make a second run at it and get a back-to-back title? PJ, it's a, it's a good question. Let me actually, let me do this. I was going to do this later in the show, but... Uh... Sometimes we just got to roll with the punches here. Um, let me let me give you a quick idea here of where we are as far as uh, the rest of the schedule and what I would say is a great number to have as far as getting, uh, you know, obviously LeBron and Anthony Davis, Drummond, all these guys playing together. To answer your question really, really quickly, the answer is yes. I do think they have enough time. I actually think this predicament for the Lakers is pretty ridiculous that it could play to their advantage. What I'm referring to there is 
AD and LeBron James arguably will not only be healthy by the time the playoffs start, they might be the two freshest superstars in the NBA. Fresh in the sense that they they haven't gone through the gauntlet of the regular season where you know there's certain teams out there that every se- Utah Jazz have the best record in the Western Conference not because they're the best team or they have the best record in the NBA not because they're the best team in the NBA it's because they've been the healthiest you could say the same thing about the Phoenix Suns and I'm not knocking them for doing that's what they're supposed to be doing they should worry about home court but I will I will say this um I will say that if you look at the rest of the season and thank you for calling in PJ uh, Steve we could move on on that front um didn't even know it was in the <laughs> I didn't know it was in the background I would have been talking to him more um so to to answer the question is let's look at where we are right now you got 11 games left in the regular season now if I was just going to throw out a number if I was going to say oh in an ideal situation you want to have the Lakers LeBron play x amount of games that's actually a good question I'll ask Mike Bresnahan who's coming up at 7 30 in a perfect world for me, can can LeBron come back and play the last five games of the season? Five games? You know, when the Lakers were in the Orlando bubble, um, they ended up, what were they off, three and a half months, something like that. There was eight regular season games left to get everybody prepped here for the playoffs, and then there was also obviously the playing tournament for some of these teams. LeBron played in six of those eight final games, and then I don't have to talk about what happened after that. He was still the best player in the world. The Lakers ran through the Orlando bubble. The only team that gave them, um, you know, one more than one game off of them was in the finals against the Miami Heat. Lakers had control the entire way. The path is not the same this year. No question about it. It's not the same. It's not the same in the Western Conference. It certainly won't be the same in the Eastern Conference. But let's say LeBron, if he can play the last five games before we get to the postseason. Okay, looking at the schedule, May 9th against the Phoenix Suns, there will be five games left in the regular season if he came back May 9th. That's about 11, 12 days away. I swear, I think I've been hearing that LeBron is a couple weeks away for the past, you know, couple of weeks or so, but the reality is none of it matters. LeBron's going to come back when he needs to come back, and that's, that's the bottom line. If it was another player, you might say, hey, there's some, yeah, there might be some chemistry issues there. It's LeBron freaking James. You put that dude on the Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow, he's going to take that team back to the playoffs. You put that dude on the Sacramento Kings tomorrow, he's going to find a way to all of a sudden make all the pieces mesh. It's LeBron. So those who have questions about chemistry, those who have questions about Will the Lakers have played enough together for that final, you know, that playoff push? We're talking about LeBron freaking James. I'm not worried about LeBron once he comes back. I'm going to go back to this. Ideally, can he get five games in? Can is that is that possible? I don't have the answer to it, but can he get five games in? If he does, you know, what, what more can we really ask for for LeBron? And And I'd also make a case on this, you know, if you're the Lakers here, I've I've gone on and you know told you guys a couple different times that the NBA standings the standings not that big of a deal they just got to be healthy and you guys are probably sick of me saying that uh, sick of listening to me talk about that the reality is now actually as I as I see the Lakers and I kind of see where they are and seeing how the rest of the Western Conference is shaping up I think staying in that number five slot becomes important for the Lakers I really do I I think 
you know, there should be no more conversation about this playing tournament anymore. Anthony Davis is back. That should be enough to hold you off of that playing tournament. Oh, by the way, it's not like Dallas and Portland are balling out here and playing unbelievable basketball because they're not. You have some favorable games coming up in your schedule. I think that number five spot is key for the Lakers to stay into. And oh, by the way, don't you want to avoid play Denver in the first round? Get you know you'll be almost fortunate to unfortunately because Jamal Murray is out, but you really want to play the Clippers in the first round? Fall back to six. Why would you Why would you play the Clippers in the first round when you have a lesser opponent that you can face in the first round and just face the Clippers later on? It's not dodging anybody. It's just kind of taking the path that you think better suits your quest for a championship. Uh, let me take another quick call here. Let's go to uh, Pat in Pasadena. What's going on, Pat? Oh, hi. Uh, well, I think the Lakers are in good shape in one way. They've got a lot of big men ready to play. But I, I, I think it's, uh, you know, Montrez Harrell, like you said before, he played really good in March, and then he didn't get as many minutes when Drummond came. And I, I think it's important to keep his minutes up and keep him – He's a kind of an emotional player, and it's, uh, I think they, since he's a healthy man on the floor and the other guys are trying to come back, they need to really watch and make sure that he's getting minutes and getting his emotional uh, charge with the crowd. Pat, you can use his. Uh, thank you for calling in, all right, man. Um, you could use that emotions that you're talking about. Use it to you know use it to your advantage. Use it to his advantage. Um, I agree with you. Listen, we can't have um, we. Can't have any more DNPs for Montrez Harrell. You just can't do it. You can't. Um, and, and I understand, you know, Coach is obviously trying to figure out and he's trying to weigh, probably play a little politicking as well, trying to do the right thing for all the players. And I'm really talking about Marcus All. But the reality is this. The rest of the way for the Lakers, um, it, it comes down to who's going to give you the best shot to win. And Montrez Harrell you can't have nights, you know, Pat is mentioning that his minutes got to be at the right. He's got to be playing north of 20 minutes or something along those lines. Let Montrez go back to being Montrez Harrell. If the guy gets 20-plus minutes a night, Lakers can certainly feed off his energy. They need that from him off the bench. Oh, by the way, when LeBron does come back, um, that's going to be a completely different animal as well because Kuzma then is coming off the bench with THT, with Caruso, with Montrez, with Markeith, with... Um, uh, you got a number of obviously options that the Lakers have, but uh, I'm with you on the uh, on the Montrez Harrell front. I didn't even get to talk about Anthony Davis. You guys uh, distracted me with your calls. No, I always appreciate it. Uh, honestly, that's one of my favorite things to do is uh, talk to Laker fans that are out there and uh, get your guys' thoughts and kind of go back and forth a little bit. Um, we got uh, we got uh, Mike Bresnahan coming up here in just a couple of minutes. So for those who uh, obviously know Mike Bresnahan, does a great job, fantastic job with Spectrum Sportsnet, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet. Um, I'll get his thoughts. Get his thoughts on the first. I want to get his thoughts on on how he thinks Anthony Davis is doing so far. Get his thoughts on Montrezl Harrell, Dennis Schroeder. I'll ask him the same question that I was asked about the chemistry. How many games does LeBron need to come back? So we'll do all that coming up next. And then 7.45, we are giving away a two-night stay to Harris Resort SoCal. Uh, by the way, we're going to do a 7.45. We're going to also do it at 8.45. Steve, I'm going to try and I'm gonna try to do this a certain way at 7.45. Either it will fall 
uh, completely to the ground and it won't work, or it will be perfect. So we'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and find out. All right, um, we got uh, Mike Bresnahan coming up next. Thank you for being a part of the show. Lakers talk seven ten ESPN. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle, beach vacation over camping. What about selling with Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, welcome back to Lakers Talk. It's been a while here. The next guest here, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet, Mike Bresnahan. Mike, uh, it's uh, it's been a while. Um, I don't know why we, why it's been so long that we haven't chatted, but very, very happy uh, to have you on tonight. How are you doing? Alan, I feel like we haven't talked since 2017. <laughs> uh, you don't text. You don't call. I've had a lot of sleepless I know. and sad nights because of this, but I'm glad we are connecting tonight. I think the last time we talked, it was about Nick Young. That's how long. That's what the roster looked like. It's, <laughs> it's been that long. Uh, Mike, let, let's start off with this. Uh, obviously, a lot to get into with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Anthony Davis, three games back so far. Uh, just your thoughts. I, I'm, you know, If you want to assess how he's doing on the floor or how comfortable he's looking, what would you say in these three games that we've got a chance to finally see AD back on the floor? What do you think? Yeah, first two games, not good. Shot 24%, settled a lot for jumpers, and took a lot of threes. Last game, big improvement. Not only was the minutes restriction lifted, really liked how he was kind of operating down low. He made a point of getting his points by the basket. That's where he's made his living. Uh, Love his mid-range game. Appreciate his three-point game. It's still a work in progress. But I think he realizes, I need to go down low and be the guy in the paint and I, I think uh, we saw a nice return to that uh, the other night against Orlando. And plus, he did make that three, that mm-hmm. ever-elusive three-pointer uh, late in the game also against Orlando. I think he was 1 for 10 or 1 – or I'm sorry, 0 for 10 or 0 for 11 since his return before hitting that one from deep. Yeah, Brez, it's, uh, I, I think it's one of those things for Anthony Davis. I'm sure there's part of him that is obviously concerned about, okay, how do we just get this W? I want to make sure that the Lakers – um, whose role players played so well without Anthony Davis, without LeBron James. When I say played so well, I'm talking about playing 500 basketball, which really is good in, in those terms without those two players. I got I got a feeling it's this balance for Anthony Davis of, I just want to get my rhythm back, but in the process, I want to make sure that I'm helping the team do it. Um, these three games are behind us. These next 11 games, which is going to round out the rest of the season for the Lakers, at least the regular season, what do you expect from AD? What, what do you think we should see now moving forward from Anthony Davis as he gets through some of the rust? i got to be honest. I was really surprised when he basically said that, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm hoping to play. Maybe it's Frank Vogel that said this. I take it back. Yeah, I want to play all the back-to-backs because the Lakers have an obnoxious schedule, Alan, in mm-hmm. the month of May. Uh, they have four back-to-backs within a two-week span, which is just crazy. And, and the thinking is he's going to play both both nights of a back-to-back. So that, to me, tells me he's ready. He's getting more confident with the injury. He realizes maybe he wants to work on some things, whether it's getting his wind back a little bit. You know, I think he's looked pretty good. There was a play against Orlando where he went from offense to defense very quickly. And um, I think he's fine there, but... It was reassuring to me uh, the fact that he's willing to play 
all of these chaotic games next month. It's just such a weird end of the schedule. I know the whole season's been kind of traumatizing. If you're a player, wedging in all these 72 games in as little space as possible. I honestly don't remember the Lakers, excuse me, the Lakers finishing a season Hmm. with back-to-back games on the road, which is what's going to happen on May 15th and 16th. That's a little weird too, but the fact that AD seems to be all systems go, that's good for him, obviously. Yeah, Brez, I mean, not just for Anthony Davis and the Lakers team playing all these back-to-backs, but, you know, we got a lot of work to do. I mean, no zero consideration for what we do, Brez. I mean, unbelievable, the NBA here. Yeah, when, when's the All-Star break? I think it's over, man. I think, I think those days are over. Break is over. Uh, Mike Bresnahan, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet, taking some time to uh, join Lakers Talk. You could follow Mike Bresnahan on Twitter, at Mike underscore Bresnahan. Um, Mike, I, I thought it was I, – I, I spent the beginning part of my show tonight talking about Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell, and I, and I tell you kind of my reasoning for this, but um, – Yesterday, we saw the Lakers versus the Magic. Dennis Schroeder, I think, has been such a key piece for the Lakers, specifically without LeBron and Anthony Davis. I, I really like how he's taken, it feels like he's taken more of a leadership role on this team. Montrez Harrell has been quiet for the most part in April, but yesterday, both of those players, I thought, shined for the Lakers, aside from AD and uh, and Andre Drummond. So I bring that up because I look at these two players. We talked so much about them once the Lakers got them in the offseason. And then as the season started, there was a lot of chatter uh, about them. H- how key are those two players come postseason? How, co- how key are those two players for that long playoff run and potentially going back-to-back? Yeah, this is a great question. Um, so let's, let's start with Schroeder, okay? Let's go back to like a week into February. Lakers are cruising. I think they're maybe second in the West, a little bit behind Utah at the time. And you have uh, AD going down uh, on Valentine's Day. I'm sure that was a very special night for you, Alan. Uh, but uh, for Anthony Davis, uh, not such a good time. So he uh, is out. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, okay, so Schroeder's got to pick up a little bit of slack there as far as scoring, uh, ball handling a little bit. And then w- within a month uh, or a little over a month later, LeBron goes down. So... <laughs> You know, all of a sudden, Schroeder is the guy. He goes from the third option to the second option to the first option. And by the way, uh, not more than a week or two after LeBron goes down, they bring in Andre Drummond. Hmm. So I give Schroeder a lot of credit for kind of being the, the leader of the band as far as, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll do more here, I'll do more here. I'll try to uh, assimilate this guy, uh, Drummond, into our offense. And, and, and I really think Schroeder has been the reason why the Lakers are, as you said earlier, close to 500 without both. LeBron and AD. And, you know, I got to give credit to, um, to Trez, too. Completely different reason. Hmm. Um, he hasn't had to take over the offense. He hasn't had to be the focal point. Nothing like that. But the whole, here comes Andre Drummond. He fell out of the sky right at the Lakers' feet. Had you told me six months ago that he would have been on the Lakers, I would have laughed. Um, but here he is. And so who's got to make the adjustment? Trez and, and Marcus Saul. And then you had earlier this week, you have Marcus Saul playing a game, and Trez did not even get in that game, that second game in Dallas. And then the reverse of that. Now Trez is playing last night. As you said, he looks good. Marcus Saul to the end of the bench. So really nice adjustments professionally by Trez to kind of be in and out of that lineup. No matter what, he brings it every single night. I think the Lakers missed him in that second game against Dallas when uh, Dwight Powell kind of did the stuff to the Lakers that Montrez usually does to the opposing team. Yeah, Brez, uh, keeping that in mind, when when the dust does settle, 
is this going to be Andre Drummond and Montrez Harrell? I, I mean, I know there's, I feel like there's a little yeah. bit experimenting going on right now, but will it simplify as we get to the postseason? Yeah, I think uh, last night's game was pretty close to a template for what we're going to see at the center position. Um, I think it's going to be all power down there. And neither Montrez nor uh, Andre Drummond have, they should be nowhere near the three point line. Uh, Drummond, I think, tried it earlier this year or maybe late last season in Cleveland, and it did not work out well. So both those guys know their limits. They know their strengths. Um, and I think Marcus Saul becomes the odd man out. Maybe you see him at the end of a playoff game, Lakers down eight, three minutes left, and the other team has a pretty good big man. Um, and maybe Marcus Saul goes in there to try to hit some threes, uh, to try to you know, get the offense going a little bit. Because obviously of those three guys, he is really the only one with any three-point range at all. Yeah, we'll see how those predicaments play out, but I'm with you. I, I think uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Montrez at this point, doesn't it feel like 25 minutes, uh, 20 to 25 minutes a night, that should be just the – um, that should be kind of a no-brainer on that front. And by the way, what we saw yesterday from Montrez Harrell, that energy that he brought, it felt like it, it felt like more the Montrez Harrell that we were seeing in March. So we'll see, see how things play out the rest of the regular season. But only 11 games left. Um, Mike Bresnahan, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet on Lakers Talk. Brez, where, where do you stand on? Um, what do you stand? Just looking at the NBA standings, Lakers are sitting in the fifth spot, and they could very well end up right here. I think now that you see Anthony Davis coming back, we're, we're starting to hear more chatter about LeBron hopefully returning here sooner than later. Um, are, are you uh, of the mindset of you have to do absolutely everything possible to stay out of that playing tournament? Do you pay less attention to it? What, what do you think? What do you make of the standings? You know, I started to uh, get into it, sensing some of the hand-wringing from uh, Lakers fans, kind of some nervous anxiety being put out there after the two losses in Dallas. But then you do some schedule I analysis. Brez, I might have been there with them. I might have been there, but just between you and I. You know, nobody, <laughs> nobody else. I've been leading the chorus <laughs> in the hand-wringing. I, I blame you. I've, I've listened to your, your post-game shows. You, uh, Yeah, sometimes you just got to get, get everyone into the, the mindset. And there was definitely some nerves. They were on a three-game losing streak, mm -hmm. not looking real sharp either. But then you do some schedule analysis. You dive deep, and I know you probably did this too, Alan. They're not going to fall below Portland. They're just not. First of all, that team's not playing well at all. Lillard is having a, a really weird, uh, I'm not going to say terrible month of April, but he's shooting 37%. Mm. It's a big story up in uh, Portland right now. What's wrong with, with Dame? Uh, their schedule is brutal. It, it's one of the hardest schedules the, the final three weeks. So the Lakers are not going to fall below Portland. I think they want to stay ahead of Dallas. Um, the Lakers will be favored their next three games, playing some pretty soft teams. And Dallas, you know, what are they doing losing to Sacramento last night? Sure. If Dallas loses, if they lose at Golden State tonight, that's an issue. You know, all of a sudden they're three games back at the Lakers with 10 or 11 to play, depending on which team you're talking about. So I, I think the Lakers are going to be just fine. They actually don't have to worry about the play-in. I do think they need to finish fifth, because if they do finish sixth, there's a chance to play the Clippers in the first round. And I don't think either franchise wants that right away. Couldn't agree with you more, by the way. I, and I know there's uh, there's plenty of Laker chatter and the chest is out. We'll play anybody. I get it. Understand that. But at yeah. the same time, I think there's a preference of saying, well, 
why not get LeBron and Drummond and Anthony Davis, get all these guys playing together, start really getting to that rhythm, and you can do it in a month. In a month uh, after the postseason starts, go play the Clippers or whatever the case is, but I'm with you on a, a preference of probably both franchises wanting to play each other later in the playoffs rather than sooner. Um, Brez, your your thoughts here on LBJ. When, when LeBron does eventually come back, do you think there's – I, I'm using the Orlando bubble as an example here. Um, obviously, every team was off for uh, three and a half months or something along those lines. You had your eight regular season games left before the postseason started. I know this isn't apples to apples, but uh, and I think LeBron only played in six of those games. How, how many games? What's an ideal number to try to get LeBron to play in the regular season here before the postseason starts? Is there is there is there a number out there that you'd love to see him number of games play before the uh, before the playoffs start? Alan, it's like you were producing our pregame show last night because <laughs> we went pretty in-depth into this. Uh, James Worthy, Robert Ori, and I. And James said, I just need to see three games mm. of LeBron. And I said, you know, James, I'm going to get a little greedy. I want to see about six to eight, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Rob laughed at both of us. He said, I want to see him at 11. I want to see him come out against Washington which he has since been ruled out of uh, right. for tomorrow. Right. But Rob wants every game. He wants LeBron to get out there, uh, get see what Andre Drummond's all about on the court, uh, get his wind back. If remember, with his injury and with uh, Anthony Davis's as well, because it's lower leg, these guys have not been able to uh, work out. I mean, if it's like a broken wrist or, or a sore, sore shoulder, sure. you can do some biking. You know, you can maybe do some soft elliptical type of uh, exercises. You can maybe do some swimming to try to get the cardio uh, up where it should be. When you have a a sore Achilles like AD and a badly sprained ankle like LeBron, you can't be getting up on treadmills. So um, Rob's Rob's take was he needs to get his win back immediately. True reality is probably somewhere in between. Is that my long way of saying I'm probably right that he's going to get about six to eight games in? Maybe, but uh, I'm not that concerned either way. The guy deserved a little time off after 71 days between games from the end of last season to the start of this season. This isn't the way you want it to happen for him, but it did happen. I think it'll be fine uh, no matter when he comes back. I, I hope, Brez, that you told both uh, Big Game and uh, and Big Shot. I, I hope you bo- told both of them, like, I appreciate your guys' opinion, but I'm right. And and then the segment <laughs> ended right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wish that would happen, but uh, they have like 10 rings combined between the two of them, That's and right. I have uh, – Zero the last I checked. That's right. That's right. All right. Mike Bresnahan, Lakers, uh, Laker analyst for Spectrum Sportsnet. Nice enough to join us here on Lakers Talk. Brez, uh, you guys got a great new podcast on Spectrum Sportsnet yourself, Allie Clifton, uh, Chris McGee. Tell us a little bit about it. How can uh, those listen, watch, uh, give us some info on that? Uh, it's just the best. Um, our, our hashtag is Lake Show Podcast. Always feel free to dive in and uh, answer questions. It's on the Spectrum News 1 app. That's uh, that's where it's based. So if you're really excited, please download it. Please like it. Uh, we just recorded today's episode. It's going to it's gonna be pushed uh, tomorrow morning. I think we, we drop it. Uh, and Chris McGee told a fantastic story about a holiday party two years ago. Uh, and the aftermath of it, he tried to pay <laughs> a cab driver with fake $20 bills. And that, that's really all I can say. But uh, it's it's really a oh, Geeter and, and worth to listen. Yeah, poor Geeter. Oh, love you got you gotta love it. The uh, the paying the <laughs> cab driver. You gotta love it. Um, 
Mike, uh, thank you as always, man. Great to uh, cr- catch up. Great to obviously get your uh, your thoughts on the Lakers. And let's do this again. We'll get into the playoffs. We'll be sitting in the first round, and let's you and I uh, let's you and I do this again. We can't let this much this much distance lot. between us ever again, Alan. <laughs> I've missed you terribly. Thank you, Brez. All right. All right. That's Mike Bresnahan right there. That's Mike. Uh, this is the one thing about Bresnahan that I, I will give him. Uh, Brez always, always, and you see him all the time on Spectrum Sportsnet, obviously uh, basically every game and on off nights or whatever the case is. Um, his opinion on some of this stuff is great. He's as connected as can be, so it's great to have him on the show. Um, okay. Uh, Laker fans, it is time. Let me throw this out right now, and then we come back from break. We're going to do some Lakers trivia. This is what we got on the line. A two-night stay at Harris Resort SoCal for you and a guest, plus a $200 resort credit to spend while you're there. 877-710-ESPN. We're going to take the seventh caller. I got some Lakers trivia that we're going to put out. I got to be honest with you, Laker fans. Some of these are tough. Some of these are definitely uh, tough. These are not going to be easy ones. 877-710-ESPN. When we come back... We're going to do some Lakers trivia, and we're going to try and give away this uh, two-night stay at Harris Resort SoCal. Uh, if you know your Lakers stuff, now's the time uh, Now's the time to call in. All right, stay right here. Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, Poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Oh, Laker fans. Oh, do we got something for Laker fans out there. Got a little Lauren Hill right here. That's a, that's a great night right now. Um, okay, th- this is what we got going on, Laker fans. So I got this two-night hotel stay to Harris Resort SoCal. I love how I say I got it like like I own the place or something. Um, two-night stay at Harris Resort SoCal for you and a guest, plus a $200 resort credit to spend while you're there. And the way this works, Laker fans, we're going to give away based on trivia. So we got, we got Steve um, lining up as many calls as possible here. And we're going to uh, start going to a, a few of these calls. I'm going to give him a second here. I want him, Steve, you give me the thumbs up when you're ready. So you just kind of do your thing, start lining up some of these phone calls. And I got to be honest, these trivia questions, these are not, these are not, uh, these are not that easy. So the idea here is um, we're going to go first to the seventh caller, and you're going to have 10 seconds to answer the question. And by the way, maybe my 10 seconds is a little, uh, maybe it's a little flexible. You know, I will determine that as far as how long, uh, how long that flexibility looks. So Harris Resort, SoCal, two nights stay, and uh, for you and a guest, and uh, we're going to have these uh, Lakers trivia questions. All right, Steve, how are we looking over there? How are we looking over there? All right, you ready, Steve? Give, just give me a thumbs up. Yep, you got it? Okay, I'm just, I'm just waiting for a thumbs up there. Okay, uh, let's, uh, let's get started. Mick? In Covina, Mick, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm I'm ready. Okay, you're ready. See how to go. it goes? All right, all right. Uh, let Let me just ask you this: Do you want something? Uh, what What was your generation for Lakers? Was it back in the '80s? Is it more current? Is it the Shaq and Kobe days? Let me see if I can if I can work with you here. It's uh, definitely more current, I would say. But uh, the Kobe years, 
a little post post shack. Okay. All right, I think I got one for you. Okay. During the Lakers three-peat from 2000 to 2002, what are the three teams the Lakers beat in the finals? It's going to be the 76ers is one. It's going to be, dang. Nick, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had it there. I had I even I was even going longer on the time. Okay, we got to go to the next one. Now I'm what I'm not going to do is give you guys the same question because if I give everybody the same question, they're going to obviously get it. All right, let's go to Jonathan in Calabasas. Jonathan, appreciate you calling into Lakers talk. You ready, Jonathan? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, what do you want? You want something a little older? You want something a little more current? What? Era? Uh, let's go Showtime. Go Showtime era. Okay. Let me find here. I wrote down about 49 questions here. Okay, here we go. What year was Pat Riley's first year as head coach of the Lakers? 1982. Jonathan? 1982. Jonathan? Yes. I would 1982. Like to, I would like to congratulate you for a two-night stay at Harris Resort SoCal for you and a guest, plus a $200 resort credit to spend while you're there. Thank you, Jonathan. All right, stay on the line. Okay, here's – Jonathan, let me give you – I'm, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt here. It was 1981-1982 season. What am I going to do, not give it to you if you got part of the season right? You know, so, uh, right. so congratulations, man. Congratulations. Thank you for calling in, all right? Stay on the line there. Stay on the line, Jonathan. He didn't sound. He didn't sound that excited. I was waiting for more excitement. Uh, Steve, you good over there? If I do another one of these, okay. Let's do another one. We got another one that we're going to give away. Let's go to Ray in Burbank. Ray, uh, appreciate you calling into uh, to, to Lakers talk here. Ray, you ready? Yes, sir, Alan. Go ahead. All right, Ray. What are you looking for? You want something a little more current? You want a little dated Lakers? What are you looking for? Uh, let's go with uh, Shaq and Kobe. Okay. Shaq and Kobe. Let me find the right one here. Okay. How many shots did Kobe Bryant take in his final game versus the Utah Jazz when he scored 60 points? Ooh. I'm going to tell you it's a round number. I'm going to say 46. Thank you, uh, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it, uh, Jonathan. Or was that John? no? The Jonathan was the other one. Um, that is incorrect. That is incorrect, Ray. But thank you for uh, thank you for trying there. Brandon in Huntington Beach. You're on uh, Lakers talk. What's going on, Brandon? Uh, good. How you doing? I'm doing okay. All right. You ready for this? Yeah. All right. What, what are you what, what are you looking for here? You want something? So, so I, I'm a I'm a big fan of the Van Axel Eddie Jones era, and then the Kobe Shaq era was probably. Okay. Probably, you know, my main dates up till now. I got it. I got it. You ready? Yes, sir. What year did Shaq win MVP as a Laker? What year did Kobe win MVP as a Laker? Oh, uh, <laughs> Shaq, Shaq, two thousand two. Kobe, oh man, Kobe, twenty twelve. Brandon, I appreciate you calling in. I apologize here. Uh, th- those are incorrect. Those are incorrect. Lake fans, I still got one more to give away. I'm, I'm going to keep going here until I – I'm going to do as best as I can here. All right, Nick in Tarzana. Nick, thank you for calling into Lakers Talk. Of course. 
All right, Nick, here we go. Nice to talk to you, man. All right, you too, man. Appreciate it. All right, here we go. Um, the starting five for the Lakers in 2009 versus the Orlando Magic in the finals. Come on, Nick. Oh, Take your time. It is Kobe, Powell, um, Ron Artest. Um, Nick, it's wrong. Sorry, buddy. Thank you for calling uh, in. Thank you for calling in. You're off a year. You're off a year. Remember, Meta was a little bit later. I'm going to try one more here. Uh, Rosh in Granada Hills. Rosh, appreciate you calling in. Go ahead, Rosh. Thank you. Okay, uh, Rosh, what 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 era are you looking for here? You want some 80s Lakers? You want something a little more current? Uh, let's do 80s. Okay, 80s. Let me find a good 80s one. Okay, here we go. 1980, Lakers versus the Sixers, Game 6. Kareem can't play. He's down with, it, with an injury. Magic scored as a rookie. 42 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 steals. What other Laker great had 37 points and 10 rebounds in that game? James Worthy. Sorry, man. Thank you for calling in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man, I thought, I thought that was going to be the one. Should we take another one here, Steve? Okay, we're going we're gonna to try and get another one in here. Let's do Brandon in L.A. Brandon, appreciate you calling in. What's going on, Brandon? What's going on, man? Brandon, I'm rooting for you here, man. I'm rooting for here. I'm, I, I want you to. Uh, I want you to win. What? What do you? I've gone through a lot of these questions here. So, do you want something that's more current? Uh, Shaq, Kobe. What? What? Uh, actually, yeah, more current. Shaq, Kobe. I was born in '89, so anything after 2000, I got it. All right. Here's here's uh, here's what I got. Most points Shaq scored as a Laker. Get within five points. You're winning this. Uh, you're winning this two night stay at at Harris Resort. Most points Shaq scored as a Laker. It was 61 against the Clippers my on his man, birthday. My man, my man, not even messing around. Doesn't need that five points. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for calling in. You're getting a, a two-night uh, hotel stay as well to Harris Resort SoCal. So thank you to uh, Brandon and thank you to Jonathan. Both are winners for Harris Resort SoCal. Uh, they're getting $200 resort credit. They're getting a two-night stay. Make a splash, dive, funner California's award-winning pool. They got three pools, the trifecta pools, as they call it. Eight hot tubs, twenty-three cabanas, Rincon Reservation Brewery. It's the first tribally uh, tribally owned brewery in Southern California, just a hundred and ten miles away from downtown LA. So appreciate everybody calling in. Top NBA stories coming up next. This is Lakers Talk on seven ten ESPN.